Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactician, Jocelyn Renee. Peace, family. So grateful for you being here and for uh, bearing with me during these technical difficulties. Uh, you know, I, I, just, I try to be fancy and technology start doing that technology thing. Uh, so first of all, press a one in the chat if you can hear me. I just wanna make sure the audio is clear. Does it sound muffled like, give me some feedback here. I'm gonna try to stay as close as I can to the microphone. Um, all right, got some one, so we're good to go. So uh, for those of you that may be new here, appreciate you joining me. The text club is in the house, in the chat. If you are in the digital text club, let me just get a like a fist bump, but like hands up. Uh, let me know the text club is in the building. Uh, my goal today was to create space for some Q&A, for some question and answer. I posted a video yesterday about the ugly stage, or really the humbling stage, if you saw the video, the humbling stage of the journey. And I feel like it brought up some dialogue and I wanted to continue that conversation, but also make space for any other questions, comments, concerns that you may be having along your lock journey. See the text club checking in. Look, look at that, Carolyn's here, Helen's here, Siobhan's in the building, Gwendolyn, Tamika, Ashley, hello, hello, hello. I see Kim, Dolores. Look, look at the text club showing up. So glad that you all are here and join me with Pandora's here. Yay. All right. So text clubs in the building. Um, I really wanted to make sure, you know, we had some time to um, really shed some light on uh, that beginning stage of the journey, but also as we're along in our journey, like I'm seven years in, there's still questions, comments, concerns, things that come up. So definitely feel free to put any questions, concerns that you have in the comment section. I will do my best to flag them and bring them up so we can have that dialogue. Um, and also let me know if you want to come on live and ask your question. Maybe it's too much for you to type and you'd rather just come on up to join me on video if that is the case. Just type the word live in the chat and I'll get you the link, all right? Um, for those of you that may be joining and like, what's happening here? My name is Jocelyn Renee. You can think of me as your digital lactician. As a lactician for the past, um, oh my gosh, I was just talking to somebody about this, 10 years, decade at least, been in the industry for the past 20 years, I have also had locks for 13 years, like going through this whole journey and experience and like knowing what I know now and things that I wish I knew then, I believe it is my responsibility to highlight those things so that your journey is a lot easier than mine, right? So I'm just here to help you cultivate the healthiest of the locks possible. And Crown Elements, my hair care line, is the sponsor of the podcast. So if you are ever looking for support along your lock journey with holistic, natural products that align with your lifestyle, that make hair care simplistic, 
make sure you head over to crownelements.com at checkout, enter the code DLP as in Digital Optician Podcast, and you'll get a little treat from me to you. All right, let's get into some conversation for tonight. I saw one of the first questions um, from Beverly. Oh, how could I forget this? Check in. Where are you checking in from? I see Victoria, Cassandra, Vanessa, uh, Katina. Like y'all know the drill. Put in your location where you're checking in from because we have Florida in the building, North Carolina, Virginia, North Carolina again. So I think North Carolina is going to win tonight. North Carolina has the biggest representation so far. Um, Beverly has a question. And their question is, can you retwist your hair without using a dryer? What do y'all think? What's your, what, is, what is your take on this? What has been your experience? Y'all know, those of you that have been rocking with me for a few years, when we're doing these conversations, you already know what I'm going to say. Um, however, I will let the community also share their perspective here. So for me, and this is coming from a holistic standpoint, and I, and I assume that's why you asked me, right, as your holistic digital optician, um, you're wanting to know whether or not you can kind of ditch the hair dryer to retwist your hair. The short answer is no. I'm going to stand on that and just hop on that one. No, you cannot not, no, you cannot not use a dryer. All right. You need a dryer or rather a concentrated heat source when you are retwisting or grooming your hair. If here's the caveat though, here, here's my little loophole. Like I can kind of slide out here. So y'all can't come for me. If you are looking for your grooming to last, if you are looking for your hair to stay in place or stay in the direction that you have assigned it, if you are striving to minimize frizz, if you are looking for your locks to have a uniform aesthetic to them, you absolutely, positively, 100% need a hair dryer, okay? Because what principle um, defines this is your hair stays in whatever state is dried in. Think back to when you were a little kid and your parents or your, went to the salon or whoever wanted to put them curls in your head. Or just think back to when you got braids, right? You spent all the hours in your hair putting them braids. Now we got knotless braids and stuff. And at the end of the appointment to get some curls at the end, what did they do? Dip it in some hot water. They made it wet, okay? They made it wet, then they dried the hair. And then boom, you got curls and they last and they stay. Your hair will stay in whatever state you dry it in. So if you are striving for those things with your retwist and you don't want to feel like you're battling against your hair, if you will, drying your hair at least 30 minutes will um, give you that result. But let's see what the community is saying here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Says, I guess I need some heat then. Jacqueline says, I don't use no heat. And you know, Jacqueline was on the podcast uh, a few weeks ago. She's doing her locks consistently, has a really tight, consistent regimen. Her locks look amazing. So she says she uses no heat. So, you know, hey, different strokes for different folks. Tina knows, she already knew what I was going to say. You need the heat, okay? Um, but again, you can't get away with it. But there are some trade-offs if you choose not to um, 
not to use a dryer. And like Renee says, Renee says, I don't always use a dryer, but at the same time, I like my messy curly hair. So, right, if you're okay with it, you're comfortable embracing um, the unruliness of your locks. Um, and you live in a climate that's going to allow for your hair to dry within a couple hours. I will have to add that, all right, because we don't want to go multiple days with having wet hair because one thing that is really, I don't want to say common, but it can happen with locks is dry rot or dread rot um, and mildew, getting growing and being trapped inside of your locks, all right? You don't want that, okay, from having wet hair. So dryers are important. Uh, <laughs> Curl Maverick, also a guest, previous guest on the podcast, says, I don't really use a dry either, but it ain't for the week, okay? So send my piece. Send my piece there. Are we in agreement? What do we say in the chat? Dryer, press a two if you are getting under the dryer. Press a three if you're like, no dryer for me. Two for dryer, three for, I'm, I'm above the dryer. Dryers just don't work for me. Me, I'm getting under dryer. Y'all want to know how long I sit under dryer? My locks are seven years old. I am, um... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in between time when it comes to my my grooming here. Got my nice little frizz up there. I like how my camera's like, don't show them. So every time I like gets there, camera's like, no, no, no. Um, Y'all, if I'm just drying the length of my hair, it takes about at minimum two, two and a half hours under the dryer to get all of my locks dry. If I decide to do curls, which I, I always say I want to do, but I haven't done it in a while, I'm under the dryer for at least minimum three hours. So, yeah, it ain't for the week, uh, dryer or not otherwise. All right, so I see a lot of twos. I see y'all getting under the dryer. Gwendolyn's like, nah, I'm still not about that life. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, let's see. Next question here. I did not get a chance to flag any of them, so. I'm just going to be scrolling. Cassandra asks, um, how do I get rid of lint? Great question. Um, and I have to, again, pose it to the community. Y'all, how many of you have experienced lint? Press a four if you've experienced lint before. Press a five if you are like crossing your fingers, hoping no lint comes in contact with your locks. Press the four if you've had an experience with lint. Maybe you've seen it in your hair. Maybe you're actively trying to get rid of it. Um, maybe you've picked some out, damaged some locks along the way. Um, and a five, of course, if you haven't haven't crossed that bridge. Curious where, where we are in the community. And the reason why I ask is because I want you to know that lint is one of the biggest enemies of locks. Um, but it's also one that comes around pretty often. Like you, I don't want to say, I don't want to jinx us and say we can't avoid it, but it's something that happens. It's pretty, pretty common, right? You come in contact with, with lint. I'm not saying it has to be trapped in your locks because to Cassandra's point, the lint might've become trapped in the locks and you're trying to get rid of that lint. But for the fives that you may be seeing in the uh, comments, there are ways that you can pre prevent it. So I will first lead with the prevention because I believe 
with a holistic approach to locks, the and just a holistic approach to hair care, lifestyle in general. It's all about prevention. It's all about preventing taking the necessary action to make sure you don't have to react to it. When you're in a reaction to anything, disease, um, stress, lint, it's always going to be an uphill battle versus taking um, that proactive approach to it. You can minimize the impact. All right. So always going to lead with prevention. Ways in which you can prevent lint. My favorite is lock brushing. Have you heard of lock brushing? Precious six, if you've heard of lock brushing. Precious seven, if you've never heard of lock brushing, you're like, what the hell? Like, I didn't even know you could brush your locks. Why would anybody do that? Me, I'm an advocate for lock brushing. I believe it is one of the best practices, not just for lint, but especially when it comes to lint. Um, because what it does is it removes lint from the surface of your locks. Locks are tangled hairs. They make these pockets of hair that tangle. And when lint, whether that is from the dust in your apartment or the um, unclean ventilation at your job, or you are constantly on the floor with your child, or you are just such a fan of those super plush hoodies, sweatshirts, robes, and they come in contact with your locks. It can happen even for the people that's not trying to, like you You have a satin robe, um, you're covering your hair as soon as you walk through the door at home, you can still come in contact with lint because it's just in the air, right? Or it can be. So lock brushing just gets that layer of lint off of your locks before it can go inside of your locks. And we haven't done one of these in a while. The microscopic analysis, when we look at locks under the microscope, um, definitely go back on my channel and watch them. But I show you how the lint, it doesn't just like sit there and just become a lint ball. It starts to tangle and mesh with your locks. So getting rid of it is often not as simple as just brushing it once it's become trapped. So that's why I tell people brushing your locks at least once a week will help to minimize, if not completely prevent lint from becoming trapped in your locks, all right? So lock brushing, absolutely number one, making sure that you are doing a lint check. So this may be extra. And so when I say things like locks ain't that deep, I mean, I just don't want lint and build up in my hair. I'm looking all the time, looking at my locks, I'm asking my husband, hey, you see anything back here? Because that back row, that back row is where it gets tricky. So make sure you're doing lint checks, you're brushing your locks. Um, also want to make sure you are always, always, always using a clarifying shampoo when you shampoo your hair and making sure you have your moisturizing on point, okay? Because if your hair is dry and brittle and your hair strands are like open, like, hey, help me, I need moisture. What's going to happen is the lint is going to get caught right there and it's going to stay. It's going to like hold on to it because your hair is dry. So if your hair is moisturized, it minimizes lint, right? Didn't know that. <laughs> Gwendolyn says that back row is the worst. Yes, it can be. If you're not proactive, that back row can be horrible. Pandora says semi-free formers can't brush. Why is that? I never heard that. 
Um, one of the things that I find super disturbing, it's probably the best way to put it, is people saying that they can't brush their locks because of their hair type or that um, the, the lock type. And it's because they're brushing the roots of their hair. No, don't brush your roots. Do lock, lock brushing is not for your roots. Just plain and simple. I have a whole video about lock brushing. So if you need the, if you need all the details about lock brushing, make sure you watch that video, okay? Lock brushing 101. Please watch that video. Don't brush your roots. That's the biggest problem. Everyone's like, oh, it's going to make my hair frizzy. It's going to take on my hair. Yeah, because you're brushing your new rose. We, we're brushing the locks, the lock part of your hair. Lock brushing, not root brushing. All right, we, we don't got loose natural hair, we have locks, but I digress. So now if you have lint trapped in your hair, um, one of my favorite ways to attack it or to get rid of it is using one of those precision tweezers, they're micro tweezers, not the, the ones that you do your eyebrows with, the way that, that the end is shaped, it rips your locks apart. Um, I have a video on my channel, of course, um, it's my favorite tool for lint removal. That bad boy, she really, she a bad girl. She, she bad. That li little lint tool, she goes in there and she gets the lint that has embedded itself in the lock without destroying the lock. All right. So get you one of those tagged it in the video. Um, and of course, I'm gonna hop off this, this question real quick. Uh, in a second, of course, if you head over to the Digital Lactation Academy, I have a whole workshop on battling buildup, how to remove lint, how to detox your locks, how to make sure you get out biological buildup like sweat and flakes and dandruff and all those things. So if you have a deeper issue and the lock tool doesn't work for you or you want to get rid of it in all one fell swoop, make sure you check out that battling buildup workshop. OK, and yes, Trina, you can brush micro locks. OK, yes, lock brushing. I'm telling y'all, it's amazing when it's done right. So don't fall for the hype of lock brushing on TikTok videos and Instagram scrolls, all right? More often than not, they're doing it wrong. Your digital loctician, I got you. Head over to this video right after this podcast. We, we only got a couple more minutes on here. Check out the video, Lock Brushing 101, all right? Good? We brushing our locks? All right, let me get a one in the chat if you're brushing your locks. Let me get a two if you're like, I don't know. I got to watch the video first. <laughs> get a one if you go and brush. Two if you're still kind of on the fence. All right, I understand. It's, it's a new concept, right? You know, we might not all might not all be there. All right, let's see what else we have. We got the dryer. We got the lint. Um, and Cassandra, hopefully that helps with you. Oh, we got Marilyn in the building. I see Baltimore. Okay. Marilyn's winning. Yes. Family. I'm here, Marilyn. Um, Keisha says, what are the pros and cons of interlocking? All right. So it's a mixed crowd. Ones and twos. Okay. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. And Dolores, you have no lint yet, but lock brushing is preventative. So you know, just, just throwing that out there just one more time. All right. So, um, to Keisha's point, what are the pros and cons of interlocking? I may be biased in answering this question because my, 
I guess, induction, if you will, into becoming a loctician and offering this freedom to other women and men um, was through interlocking. That is how I was first formally trained with locks. So I have a, I have an affinity for interlocking. I think, or not even I think, I know, have proven, have seen um, interlocking be a very powerful um, hair locking method, right? So there are a lot of pros to it. I have also, with being a blogger, right? Natural hair blogger for the past 14 years, which is wild to even think about, come across stories, videos, and experiences from people that have had traumatic and very troublesome experiences with interlocking. So I believe though interlocking gets a really bad reputation and that reputation, that bad reputation for interlocking comes from people improperly interlocking, mainly people interlocking because they've seen it online and they're like, oh, they're just using a tool. Oh, it kind of looks like they're going this way, causing holes, um, causing weakness, causing thinning, having locks break, um, over tightening people's hair and leading to um, inflammation at the roots and ultimately um, alopecia or hair loss. So when we think about cons with interlocking, I really think I really believe it's important that we separate the pros and cons of interlocking the technique versus the pros and cons of interlocking. Um, I don't want to say done improperly or done without training. Maybe it's professional interlocking versus amateur interlocking. I don't know how to separate it, but I think it, it requires some distinction. All right. So also worth noting, the pros and cons for interlocking are going to depend on your lifestyle. So if you are somebody who um, has enough disposable income to um, go to the salon every six to eight weeks, that type of freedom will be a pro, a pro for you. But if you're somebody who money is tight, you don't have a lot of money to invest in your hair, the fact that you may have to go to the salon every six to eight weeks could be a con for you. So put that um, I guess filter, filter what I'm about to say through that lens. It really matters for your lifestyle, right? But interlocking in and of itself is a hair locking technique that is going to strengthen and reinforce the hairs within itself. So they, so that it doesn't require outside um, support, whether that be from products, whether that be from um, hand grooming, um, to cultivate the locks. So if you are somebody who has fragile hair, or if you're somebody who's trying to grow their hair and you're trying to, um, have a low manipulation with your locks, interlocking is a great method for that. What I also say about interlocking is that it is, um, it is a method that when done properly allows your natural hair pattern, your hair type curl pattern to express itself. 
another like pitfall or downfall of interlocking done without training is that it's typically done one way like and it just it removes the beauty of the interlocking possibilities from that so there's that and then of course costs i would say it's probably cost or time it's probably the biggest con when it comes to interlocking um so we're not there forever because i can talk about interlocking all day and in fact if you are somebody who is interested in learning how to interlock and um, interlock your um, start an interlocking business, learn how to do micro locks, learn how to repair locks, either using interlocking or other crochet techniques. My interlocking specialist certification training is now open for enrollment at the Digital Loctician Academy. So if you're trying to get into interlocking and you want to want to get this freedom, definitely head over there uh, to enroll. So hopefully that answered your question, Keisha. Is interlocking best for biracial hair? Hmm, how can I put this? You can interlock wavy or curly hair. I have um, observed that Interlocking on curly and wavy hair works out really well when the locks are micro locks, micro locks size, like smaller locks, and when they're maintained like regularly, very, very regularly. Um, but I do notice a lot of people that have wavy or curly hair because they are used to like wash and goes and like jet up and go and like just the freedom of their loose hair, they find it difficult to maintain the regimen of continuous interlocking. And so it can start to get wonky because you experience, experience bunching and slippage and um, what I wanna say, um, bunching the slippage. And there's another thing that happens with biracial hair. Can't think of it right now, but yeah. So, you know, keep those things in mind. Do you still get frizz with interlocking? Absolutely, 100%. So think of it like this. This is a, this is a very basic way to, to think of it because it's more intricate than this, but for the like bare bones approach to it, retwisting creates the space for your hair to shed into. So that's why traditional locks are fluffier and tend to be larger in size. Whereas interlocking creates the core or the, ma the matrix for the hair to lock around. So if your hair is locking around that structure, it's going to first be frizzy before it becomes compact. But with interlocking, your locks ultimately will be more compact and frizz less with interlocking. You can achieve similar results with retwisting but that's, that gets into technique. All right. <laughs> uh, is brushing, we already, so we already talked about the lock brushing. All right, if you all, cause I can't get back up here, post your questions again. If you had a question that I missed, let me see, let me see. I'm trying to get back up here. Was that helpful? Press a nine if that was helpful. Proceed if you're like, I still don't understand like interlocking. <laughs> oh, Renee, 
we want you to be a part of the text club too. If you're not currently a part of the digital text club, come on in, all right? In the video description, click the link to join my digital text club. There's no cost, at least at the time of this recording, and it's going to allow us to stay connected beyond social media. Um, I don't know if you all knew me back in the day as a digital optician on Instagram. We had a whole large community, community on Instagram and I got hacked. They deleted my page, wouldn't restore it. So lost everything. And so I can't be putting all my eggs in one basket on social media. So if you want to make sure we stay connected, you know, regardless of social media and all that good stuff, go ahead and join the digital tech stuff. All right. Um, Ashley says, how do I maintain moisture when I wash my hair in between retwists? Great question. All right. I feel like, I don't know what I said about eight and nine, but hopefully nine was, you understand. If nine was not, post any questions <laughs> because I apologize. All right. So moisture, moisture, moisture. Love talking about moisture um, because it is what our hair needs. It's the fundamentals, backbones to all um, textured hair. We need moisture. All right. So maintaining moisture with your hair in between retwists or just in general, maintaining moisture. Um, press a three if maintaining moisture is a problem. Press a four if you're good to go. I feel like we'll rock with the even and odds. All right. So press a three. If maintaining moisture feels like it's been a problem for you with your hair, with your locks, press a four if it's it's been all good. You got your moisture under control. You have moisture balanced hair. I think we got a system here. We got a system. We got the even and got the even and odds. Got the even and odds. All right. So odd is like, I don't know what's happening. Even is I got it. Okay. All right, so we got some, we got some threes, and of course, Ashley asked the question, so we're going to go ahead and dive into it. So, for those of you that pressed a four, moisture is not a problem; it's all good for you. Share your tips. How do you maintain the moisture in your hair in between uh, retwists? Love to know what your hair care is like. Hopefully, you're using crown elements on your hair. Just saying, <laughs> but truly, maintaining moisture, or rather, the moisture with your locks. It all stems from that shampoo, from washing your hair. So if you have poor shampoo practices, it's just going to build upon itself. One common um, poor shampoo practice is to use moisturizing shampoo. I know it sounds like it's counterintuitive, but hear me out, okay? The majority of... And this is shifting now, but for a long time, the majority of beauty products and also just beauty standards, it, is it based on our hair? Is it based on hair that looks like hair that you have and that I have? Master for you, the answer is no, right? So typically you'll get this marketing or you'll get this, um, sell that your hair is dry you need moisturizing shampoo but with our hair being that we're typically and i say i'm not i'm not going to include myself here it's been stated <laughs> that you should wash your hair once a month 
So if you think you're only cleansing your hair once a month, but they also tell you oil your scalp every day or put oil to your hair every day for moisture and or, okay, spray your hair with moisturizer every couple days. If you've been doing that for the past, let's say, what is that, in 30 days, every other day is like 15 days. Then you come to a shampoo and you're just putting more oils, essentially, is what moisturizing shampoo has more oils in it than surfactants. Is your hair really getting clean? Or are you just like caking on more things being oil that is preventing actual moisture from getting in your hair? Because um, one of the things that I love about hair is that it is it is a it has different levels to it. It has layers. I, I, I love the good layered food, dessert, person, story. It's just like, oh, you peel it back. Oh, it's more to it. So I love that about hair. And moisture, contrary to proper belief, is not stored on the surface of your hair. The moisture is actually stored. It's stored inside of the hair, right? So this layer, this reflection of the moisture on the outside is all um, based on what's happening inside. But that moisture can't even get to the inside if it's coated with oils or butters or whatever you've been putting on your hair. All right. So you got to make sure your hair is clean. That's my long way of saying clarifying shampoos are necessary. And if you're like, oh, we're clarifying shampoo, just clean by Crown Elements. Amazing shampoo. Um, five star reviews. If you use just clean. Just share share a brief experience in the in the comments. I would love it and appreciate it. Um, but truly, you need a clarifying shampoo. Definitely have to clarify. Once you clarify, you then want to make sure you are using some type of conditioner. I believe locks need to be conditioned because they are hair. We offer an herbal hair treatment. So that herbal hair treatment, it's like a tea for your hair, pour it throughout your hair, let it stay in there. So it's going to continue to strengthen the hair. And then you're applying your moisturizer, which is water-based moisturizer. It's not an oil. Oil, optional. But those three steps before you get to like the day-to-day -day activities or the day-to-day -day in between your um, days in between your retwists, having that as the foundation is going to make all the moisture, subsequent moisture, um, stay in the hair. But if you don't have this beginning here with your shampoo, everything else will be trash after that. Um, and if you've, if I was talking to you, <laughs> if you felt like I was picking on you or calling you out, and that's some of the practices that you've been doing with your hair, yes, switching to using the Just Clean Shampoo by Crown Elements, making sure you're conditioning your hair, making sure you're using an herbal moisturizer, you would also benefit from doing steam treatments and hydration treatments. That is going to use vaporized water, so that's the steam, but it's going to make the molecules so small that they can go inside of the hair, which again is where moisture is stored. And that's my soapbox presentation on moisture. <laughs> Hopefully that made sense. That's the quick and dirty version of it. Um, but of course, you can join my Lock Goals Club. We're our um, program for the month of July. This is, you're already in the Lock Goals Club. This is, you're getting the inside scoop. I haven't even let y'all know yet, but 
for uh, the Locos Club, they will be getting access to Moisture Matters, which is the workshop on how to maintain and infuse moisture into your locks. So, ta-da! <laughs> you get that by joining the Locos Club, or if you don't want to join Locos Club, which is a um, membership, you can purchase or invest in the Moisture Matters workshop like standalone because same content, a lot of value um, because we haven't been taught how to moisturize our hair. Not blaming you. It's not your fault. It's just, that's just not how we were, how we were raised because the standards of beauty is not for locked hair, let alone natural textured hair. Okay. Um, yeah, I probably said a lot. Hopefully did that make sense? I love it here. I love it here. Beautifully created by Yaz. Says, I bought a stand-up steamer based off one of your videos. Thank you. I love that for you. Like my hair, your your my hair, your hair, everyone's hair that does the steam treatment. It is, it makes the care so much better. Am I right? Let me know if that was your experience. Because whenever I see my hair, it's just like my hair feels like butter almost it's like this is this is what hair is supposed to feel like <laughs> yes actually you got to get that clarifying shampoo and definitely wash your hair every two weeks for sure um mm -hmm. yes this is i wash once to twice a month using clarifying and moisturizing shampoo yeah you can use moisturizing shampoo i want to be clear i'm just saying you have to use clarifying all right. And then you steam and add oils. I love it here. <laughs> Brenda says, I use just clean shampoo. Do I need a conditioner with that? Yeah. I mean, our herbal hair treatment is a great um, addition to that because it will condition your hair. Our uh, moisturizing shampoo, if that is something, maybe you have colored locks like myself. You need that additional moisture after clarifying. Although our clarifying shampoo is pretty gentle. I'm just saying. Um, yet effective, right? Um, we're going to be coming out with our Silky Clean, which is our moisturizing shampoo next month. Super excited about that. Oh, okay. I'm going to do one more question. And then I um, have to tell you all, if you're not following Crown Elements, definitely follow on Instagram. We, I just posted our travel size. Kit. People have been asking about travel size. Like, can I just try it? Trial size, smaller bottles? Yes. The answer is yes. The travel kit has been compiled. I just need to come up with a cute name for the website. So if you have any suggestions, head over to our Instagram, comment below. All right. We decide to use your name. We'll send you a complimentary kit. Okay. So have at it. Tell me name this beautiful thing here. All right. Um, Jacqueline says, I have a tabletop steamer. <laughs> I love it. Yes, we need me out here steaming our hair. I feel like we just have a community of people that's, ooh, taking care of their hair. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, literally, you must get a steamer. You have been missing out. Your hair will thank you for sure. Carolyn, I love steaming my hair. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, is it better to use a steam cap or does it matter? So it does matter. When we're talking about steamer, it is a, it looks like a dryer, but it's blowing or emitting steam, um, a concentrated steam. Of course, you can use a handheld steamer, 
but the concentrated steam for like 20 minutes, it just makes a world of difference. This type of steam is not at all in any way possible equivalent to the steam you get in the shower, okay? I repeat, a hydration or steam treatment is not in any way possible <laughs> equivalent to the steam you get in the shower, okay? It's, it's, this is next level, all right? This is, this is elevated hair care when you have the steamer. The, uh, if you can't do a concentrated one or can't get to a salon and get one, handheld steamer works well. A steam cap is not going to give you the same effects as a steamer, but it will help with conditioning your hair if you have, um, what I want to say, like healthy, not healthy, herbal, some type of strengthening product in your hair when you put the cap on. Because a steam cap, the cap is steam, like the cap is hot. And so you're putting that on your head to create this warm environment on your head. It is not like um, a steamer where just steam is just getting to your scalp. If you have any scalp issues, steaming is amazing for scalp issues like cerebral dermatitis, um, lint that just, or not lint, but dandruff that just kind of like feels stuck when you have a hard time getting it out, steaming before. It's amazing. All right. Um, and yes, you can absolutely steam. To Brenda's question, you can absolutely steam um, starter locks for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so I hope that that was helpful. Oh, let me get to this question. This is my last one. Last question. Last question. And I'm gonna let y'all go. All right. Um, does sand from salt water damage locks? And how do you get sand out of your hair? Y'all already know I'm going to ask the community on this one. How would you recommend getting salt out of your locks? Not salt, but sand. How would you recommend getting sand out of your locks? And when it comes to salt water, um, that is going to have an effect on your locks such that it makes your hair like tangle up. So if you have um, locks that you're like, man, it's really difficult for my hair to lock, go ahead and jump into the ocean real quick. Change the game. <laughs> um, all right. K-E-J, coming to the stage. I did horrible in my water today, y'all. That's all good. We're getting back into it. Um, I've had a gallon of water every day for the past 72 days. This is the first day that this gallon of water has not been completed. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Um, <laughs> but KEJ says your brush and brints. Brush and brints. Mm, Gwendolyn. Come on over here. Come on over here to this lock brush inside. All right. <laughs> that lock brush. All right. You don't, if you're not buying it for the lint, buy it for the sand. Lock brushing will get that good old sand out your hair. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask me how I know. Sand comes out with lock brushing. Just, just ask me. Just ask me. Somebody ask me. Ask me how I know. Sand comes out with lock brushing, okay? Because 
It didn't happen to me. But as a loctician, thank you, Gwendolyn. I knew someone was going to ask. As a loctician, listen, like, September, August was like the sandiest time. Everyone's coming back to the salon like, oh, girl, yeah, I ain't washed my hair because I knew I was coming to you. Me and the family was just at the beach last week. Head full of sand. I'm like, for real, for real, for real, for real. Just, just, just gonna let all the sand get in. That's how you're gonna do me. And so with removing sand from your locks, you absolutely positively need a hard bristle brush to get that good old sand out your locks. Okay. Yes, it's going to take a while. Yes, I would highly recommend that you have someone help you, but it can come out with some good old lock brushing. Um, just try your best not to let it sit in your hair. Some kind of my eye. And you're brushing your locks to remove the sand. So more off, more likely, it's it's at your roots, which I just said. When you lock brush, you're not brushing your roots. But if you're trying to get the sand out of your hair, you got to do some things that is not really recommended, but it's in the name of getting the sand out. Why I say it's so important and to your question about whether or not it's going to damage your locks, mm, damage is subjective, but what it will do if you let the sand stay in your hair is start to make your hair smell like old ocean, old seawater. And in my opinion, that's a little bit worse than just mildew because that the sand, it starts, it just, this is older. It's just attached to it and it just gets in your hair. So if you're going to the beach, just make sure you pack a good old lock brush and the sooner you can get it out, the less time it has to be embedded in your hair and it's not going to travel as deep into the lock. Okay. Class say yes. You understand? All right. Hopefully that helped. If this video was helpful to you in any way, whether I was able to answer your question or somebody else had a question you posed or you just learned something, just stopping by and enjoyed your pretty face. I appreciate you. Like this video, please. And um, <laughs> yes, Laurel, you smell like a swamp. Like this video, definitely hit subscribe. Um, every Thursday, we have a live broadcast. So our, it's a live podcast. We have, may have a guest, may do Q&A. Um, you never know what we have up our sleeve, but it's just a way for the community to come together every Thursday at 8 p.m. So like the video, subscribe. And of course, join my Lot Goals Club. All right. Lot Goals Club is a membership community of people, like-minded people, growing, coming together to cultivate healthy locks in a holistic way, supporting each other along the journey. So if you love the community here that we have on YouTube, just imagine that in the Locos Club where we're face-to-face -face chatting, all, all together talking about all things locks, hair care, but also lifestyle as well. So you can join my Locos Club at hangover to locosclub.com and hair care for your locks. You know, we're here cultivating the healthiest set of locks possible. Crownelements.com for all of your hair care needs. 
enter the code DLP at checkout when you put your just clean shampoo, your clarifying shampoo in the cart, your herbal hair treatments, all right, and your moisture infusion, herbal moisturizer. You get all those beautiful, good things for your hair. Put the code DLP at checkout, and I just got a little something, something for me to you, okay? And be on the lookout for our kit. I don't know what the name of the kit's going to be. We're still waiting on that, but we'll have a travel size kit ready for you coming soon, coming soon is what I'll say. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Truly appreciate your presence. And as always, 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 I'm wishing you peace, love, and good vibes. Oh, and if you haven't watched my last video that I posted yesterday about the start of lock phase, please watch that video, share your experience, and also share it with a friend. All right. Peace.